0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host Gordon Doane, and today we're going to be talking about working with investors. But before we jump into all that, I wanted to talk about my week, and I wanted to uh, mention about my uh, training runs that I had done prior to my marathon. So I talked about my marathon, running the half marathon last week on the podcast. I've, I've talked about the training. Um, what I didn't mention was a very big thank you to my friend, Nick, who helped train me and prepare me for the race. I certainly wouldn't have been able to um, get the time that I did um, without his help. So I very much appreciate that. I just forgot to mention that. So I um, definitely thought that was worthwhile mentioning on the podcast. So this week has been kind of a recovery week. I've done a few short runs. I've done uh, the regular 5K park run this weekend uh, and I did a short, a real short run this morning, a couple of miles just under. Um, so just about start getting back into it again. Um, so getting back into the regular training, um, this week I spent, um, another day up at Progressive, um, property, which is always good. I always enjoy that. Um, it's always great to be learning, uh, new things and meeting new people. So, um, Been a nice quiet week this week. Been uh, busy in time-wise with um, getting here and there to places, but pretty good otherwise. So I hope all your weeks have been fantastic um, and that you've had a full week. Um, So let's jump into today's topic, which is working with um, investors. So there there are two uh, formal types of investors, which we'll get into in a second. Um, But first of all, um, let's talk about the kind of investors you could work with. Now, an investor could be somebody um, who, who you know already, like a friend or family member, or, you know, they could be professional investors, uh, people you meet through um, either the property community or um, other uh, place, people you meet other places as well can be investors. You know, you can meet investors anyway, if you're part of any clubs or membership groups, um, you know, anybody you talk to can be a potential investor. Um you know, when when you're talking about investments, it doesn't just have to be money. We're, we're going to be talking about the money side of things today, but it doesn't just have to be money. You know, you might be able to invest with somebody else in terms of who's who's got um, some skills and some uh, in-depth knowledge that you might need to help drive you forward. So they might invest with you, invest their knowledge in you. Um, so there's all different kind of investments. But like I said, today we're going to be covering off the kind of money side of um, investing um so like i said there's two different types of investors um there's what we call uh sophisticated investors and there're also what we call non sophisticated investors um now there's a very big difference between the two and um i'll cover those off for you um so start with the easiest first non sophisticated investors um i don't really like the term non non-sophis- uh, sophisticated non sophisticated and sophisticated uh, but that's the kind of the formal FCA um, terms for it. So we'll stick with those. There are a whole host of other names as well, but those are the kind of um, the, the formal names that, like I say, the FCA use. So it's worth, uh, the, which is the Financial Con- Conduct Authority. Um, so we'll stick with those terms because that'll make it easier. Um, so the non-sophisticated investors are uh, people like friends and family and maybe solopreneurs that you that you um, work with or have met through through your property uh, network and the key thing to remember is that when you're working with non sophisticated investors um you can only do a personal loan so it's actually illegal to work with a non sophisticated investor um by doing a jv um jv um uh, deal so jv is joint venture um so a joint venture could be something like um they put up the money for a property. Uh, you manage it on their behalf, um, and then you split the split the equity and the split the income from that. Um, so that would be a JV deal, but which is a joint venture deal. Um, but you cannot do that with non-sophisticated investors. You can only do a straightforward personal loan. So if you wanted to do something like that, you'd have to kind of borrow the money from somebody. So say a friend or family member, borrow the money. Um, you go and purchase a house with that money. Um, any income that you make from that money, that comes back to you. You can't pass that income back through to whoever you lent the money from. Um, you have to um, then uh, arrange interest on that loan. So um, it's just like a straightforward personal loan from a bank. So um, you borrow £10,000, um you set an interest rate and you pay the loan back plus the interest rate um and that's how it works so um you keep all the money from the the, the profit from the deal whatever the deal is um, whether you're buying a house or, or doing something else um but you can't pass any of that income like i say back through to the uh, investor um that has to you you can only pay um the agreed amount so the uh, loan amount and the interest rate back as well um so that covers off non sophisticated investors um sophisticated investors um are the, are the ones where you can do a jv partnership with so uh, like i said i gave the example previously so who are um sophisticated investors um so they can be venture capitalists um angel investors or private investors there's a whole host of um people who could be sophisticated investors and you may have some friends and family that um kind of fall into this category as well um but there's a a specific um set of uh rules that or um uh limitations that they have to meet so to um, to become a sophisticated investor um and they are I'll run through them there are three different um three different uh, criteria that you have to meet to become a sophisticated investor. Um, The first one is uh, they don't have to meet all of these. They have to meet any of these. So it can, they can meet a couple of these or they can only, uh, they don't have to meet all of them, but they can just meet one of them or they can meet multiple. Um, So the first one is um, uh, earning in excess of a hundred thousand pounds per year. So that's pretty straightforward. If you earn over a hundred thousand pounds per year, um you're automatically a sophisticated investor um the second criteria is um that you have net assets to the value of two hundred and fifty thousand pounds, which excludes your primary residence so if they have a property portfolio that's worth half a million pounds as long as that portfolio excludes where they live um that then they're a sophisticated investor and the last one is if they have met if they have made sorry. To unregulated investments in the last twelve months. So those um those investments can be anything, but they cannot have been regulated investments. Um, so and again, that's pretty easy to uh, ask somebody if they've made any unregulated investments. Um, so that's how you find out or work out whether somebody's um, a sophisticated investor or not. Now. The most important thing is when you're um, doing a JV deal or if you are doing a JV deal, um, you have to ensure um, that the person's a sophisticated investor. If you ask them that they're a sophisticated investor and they say yes, uh, you do the deal and then um, there's an investigation down the line and it turns out that they're not, um, you can be prosecuted for that. Um, So the way to uh, uh, avoid that problem is to ask for um, evidence that they're a sophisticated investor, which should be pretty easy and pretty straightforward to do. So obviously, if they earn in excess of 100K a year, um, you can get their um, bank statements to prove that they have that income or um, a pay slip from their job if if that's available. Um, If they have net assets to um, over a quarter of a million pounds, um, you can ask for proof of that, see documentation and uh, uh, ev- evidence and proof of that. Um, take, take a photocopy of both of those things if, if, if you can so that you can keep that on your file. So if there are any questions further down the line, um, you can refer back to it and, and provide that to the FCA if necessary. And equally with the third one, um, you need that proof that they've made two unregulated investments. Now, that might be a, a letter from an accountant or an accountancy firm um it could be um documentation um of uh, the deal itself um, and again just take copies of that um, and keep that on your file so that you can refer back to it in the future if you if you need to um as with most of these things hopefully you'll never have to refer back to that uh, those documents but at least you've got it there tucked away in a file nice and safe if you do need it and the fca um, ask questions around that um, which which does happen um so, if you want to look at more details around this, um, those um, those rules and those guidelines can be found online. If you just Google FCA PS thirteen slash three, PS stands for policy statement, um, and the um, the policy statement number is thirteen forward slash three. That kind of gives you all the regulation details. But those are the kind of key bits of the uh, of um, different types of investors. Um, we've covered off there. Um, those really important. There's those really important differences um, to make sure that you kind of understand and set up your investment or other people's investments correct. Um, you don't want to kind of get into the wrong side, get onto the wrong side of um, the FCA rules and regulations because you're going to find yourself in a really tough place trying to sort all that out in the future. Um, you know, you may be prosecuted and you may even go to jail if if um, they find um, significant wrongdoing. Um, so definitely. It's worth taking the time and effort to fully understand this. Um, like I said, I've re- I've covered off the really high level points there, the differences between the non-sophisticated and the sophisticated investors and what you can do with each of them. Um, so hopefully that's been helpful today. Um, what I'll do is just summarize that quickly for you again in 30 seconds. So two different types of investors, sophisticated investors and non-sophisticated investors, Um you know, most people's friends, families um, can can count as non-sophisticated investors. They may also categorise as sophisticated investors if they meet certain categories. If you earn in excess of a hundred thousand pounds per year, or have net assets of over two hundred and fifty thousand pounds per year, excluding your primary residence, or if you've made two unregulated investments in the last twelve months, then they will count as a sophisticated investor, and you can. Happily do JV deals with those investors. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, that uh, those are the rules as of now. So um, in the future, those rules may change. I'll try and uh, keep up to date with those. And um, when they if they do get updated and they do change, I'll I'll try and remember to pop that into a podcast episode for you. But as of the um, beginning of 2019, those are the rules and regulations. So like I say, hopefully that's helped. Um, What I'll do is um, get some further information onto the website, uh, onto um, Facebook as well for you guys to read a bit further. If you go onto my Facebook page, um, The Property Entrepreneur, um, just Google The Property Entrepreneur Podcast, um, you'll find my Facebook page. Go on there and I'll put some more details on there for you. Uh, Hopefully you find that useful. Stop listening to me, go out and get some more property deals. Thank you very much. See you next week.